All right. Welcome back, everybody, to another week of Ghost in the Scene, certified audio sage podcast. We're very ghost friendly here. I am your host, Gio Chumpatazzi, and I am back with my co-host, Rob Thomas. Rob, how are you? Gio, it is so good to, to be back in every week. I just feel so grateful to be back on air. Um, you know, to, to tell you the truth, Gio, I feel like I'm in a little bit of hot water uh, this week already, you know, we, we came back on air last week and already I, I, I think people might be finding some of our text transcripts, people in high up places, because mm. I'm on the, on the down low, uh, from the certain, uh, British government, the UK, Uh-oh. United Kingdom, you know, we, we, Gio, we were talking about the queen over the break and, I don't think they want this information to get out. Uh, so I've, I've been on the download, like, um, you know, trying to hang out in like dentist's office, trying to like go to like Smart. spice stores. Like, I mean, but, but then I get scared because it's like, what if they send, spend the, send the spice girls? So I ultimately, yeah. you know, big shout out to the IRA for, for helping me out for this last week. Getting you out of there. That's smart. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, the Spice Girls, people don't know, they have a license to kill. They carry an international license to kill. And in fact, I think one of the Spices, they changed their name from like Baby Spice to, I think, Anthrax Spice. I think legally they changed that after the 2000s. So That's spicy. It's very spicy. It's very spicy. I'm glad you're, you're, you're keeping yourself safe. Um, you know, living on, on the lam is, is hard because, you know, you never can, you know, feel comfortable there's always somebody over your shoulder you got to look look out for and when we do the paranormal um it's tenfold it's a hundredfold because now you're looking interdimensionally over your shoulder because they're sending demons they're sending shadows um and so you know mi6 it's interesting that they call it six right Mm -hmm. there has to there's some kind of paranormal connection there i think I mean, yeah, and then obviously our numerology listeners, you know, you can dig into that, and I think you'll f- see some surprising things there as well. I mean, but maybe not, because, you know, we're all seasoned paranormal experts at this point, and that includes you too, listener. We are including you on this, because you've been listening to this show for so long, that I would say, if you've been listening to this show for this long, you know, you are also a paranormal expert at this point. One hundred percent. We're we're definitely, you know, it's still in the works, but you know, we're working on being uh, an accredited institution here at Ghost in the Scene. Yeah, uh, we're working on that with the University of Phoenix. We're gonna we're gonna work together to maybe get an accredited program. Since you guys have all been listening, um, that means you are all officially entered in the program. Congratulations! Um, if you are so inclined. You can write a dissertation, and uh, using some of the information, you have to cite us, of course. But um, we are uh, peer-reviewed, so you can use any of the words we say in your mathematical, your you know, theoretical physics papers. Um, we've been used before, so it's, it, it'll be a, a nice, um, you know, to us, it, it'll be a nice call and you know, uh, reference. But it, it's happened before. We've had Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, cite us a few times in his astro you know, theological. He, he's actually getting into the astro theology. I don't know if you've seen his Twitter recently, but um, yeah, astro theology. 
um, it, it is a burgeoning new scientific uh, enterprise, and we've been cited a lot for that. You know, uh, I think you you said, uh, and this is quotable: the universe is really big. It's true. You I get mean, quoted all the time. Yeah, you can quote me on that as well. Remember, that's uh, MLA or Chicago style on on your on your uh, signing, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, and also true. It's like I think Neil has been wrong on a lot of stuff so it's really I'm, it's really heartening though to see that he's finally using some trusted sources like yeah. ourselves like you know there's um so hopefully there can be some turning around hopefully he can stop harassing women as well um but you know neil that's that's for you to work out yeah uh but you know thanks for listening to the show and giving us some plugs on there so yeah we we provide the science um you can get your own manners neil and and work work out your own problems um we're just glad that you're leaning into the science on the um astro um theology because you know if if we are to be believed right and if we are to be taken seriously we need people to use our information for good right i mean the thing is um you know the whole oppenheimer thing right i think he said like i i have become like a destroyer of worlds death the, the destroyer of worlds yes i mean that was a person that said that that's not like a a, a fable right like a, a guy literally told people i have become death now he's a scientist just like we are scientists and so he saw his research go into something that turned him into literal death the you know the crypt keeper so we don't want that to happen to us Right. And I, you know, I, I actively am trying to make it so that the people that are citing us are only using our information in ways that are going to benefit society. And so Neil, you know, having the platform that he has um, is going to push that forward. I think the only issue that we have is that, you know, now we have a giant target on our back. Right. I mean, people are going to be begging to use us for resources. And we're not going to know what their information and their research is going to go into. So we could be creating the next paranormal neutron bomb as, as far as we know, right? And that's the kind of line that we have to walk. It's a very hard edge, but I think we're doing it perfectly. It is. I mean, but that's what science is all about. You know, science does, isn't moral or immoral. It doesn't take sides. It's it's a it's a study. It's a field. It doesn't have once. It is a method, mm. right? It's a, it's more about the people using it. Um, so this is going to be a larger battle, um, I think, for you and me, Geo. You know, this is just kind of a heads up, and for all of you out there, you know, when you're when you're citing us as well, um, do so responsibly. Yeah, obviously, and I and I think people want to kind of circle back to that. Wait, Rob, why is the 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 yeah, royal why are they family after you? Yeah, after me. Well, we were we were talking to you about how the queen this this last fall went on this quote unquote uh, official leave of sorts. She's or as the official press junkets were calling it, she has transitioned to her next phase. Right. Yes. Now that's the the way that they say that right? Transitioning to a new phase. Phase is, is, is a state, right, of, of, of matter. Um, and in fact, y- you can see that um, 
they used phase very, very pointedly because we're talking about the phasing out of a body and now she is pure soul. Allegedly. You see, this is this is where, where it's, it's sticky. Most people, when they talk about this, like, oh, well, obviously she's dead and now she's a ghost. And I'd say, you know, like, hold hold your horses on on this one. Uh, you know, there's some actual things that happen when a monarch of England dies and, you know, they might try to keep it on the down low, but uh, there's just been too much happenstance around this, too much coordination. Because mm. uh, in normal circumstances, once the monarch dies, the, the next in line would be appointed. This has not happened in this case yet. So they're trying to figure out what this transition is is doing. So you know, we got to get ahead of it as well to figure it out. And, you know, phase that, you know, they could have been more direct. I feel like, again, Geo, we're, we're looking at terminology here, mm-hmm. you know, phase. I mean, and we're a paranormal show. So if not to a spirit, what, what else is she transitioning into is, is really what my seat research yes. is digging into. And that's, suddenly where I've, I've been finding some, some pushback. Right. That's what's so dangerous is when you get too close to the truth and they're hiding the truth, right? It, it's almost like you have set off a trap on yourself and it's a truth trap. But I think it's worthy of, of being you know, put into the light um, no matter what happens. So um, the work that you're doing is, is not just for you. It's for the entire universe. And the un- uncovering of, of what's going on in, in England with, with the Queen, I think, is of utmost paranormal international security. So this phase, so let's say it's not spiritual, okay? What are the other options that we have? Because, I mean, what could she be phasing into? The first thing my, my mind goes to is a Frankenstein of some sort. Mm-hmm. But then again, I mean, you know, people in bloody old England, they do it a little differently. So I'm, I'm not sure. Do they have Frankensteins over there? I mean, that's a, that's a good point. Mary Shelley, if, uh, if memory serves me correctly, I think that's – she's a, an American author, I believe. So mm-hmm. like the – what's the, what's the, the British version? I'm sorry. Mary Shelley was an English author. Right? I see. See, see, you know, we we don't just throw facts around here casually. But we checked. You know, we, we, we checked. All right. She, she is an English author, but you know, Frankenstein also is from a different time period. Right. This could be a more modern take. So so the options are are more than just she's dead. Right. I think that's the like the most simplest take and we here at the uh, ghost in the scene team we see things a little differently we see things with a paranormal lens and not everything is ghost related i I think a couple years ago we kind of took the veil off and started to see that actually there's much more of a cryptozoological uh tint and tilt to the world so if it's not if it's not a Frankenstein, because I think, like you said, a Frankenstein is an old way of of transferring maybe a consciousness or you know something like that, a soul. 
um, what are some new ways they could do it, right? I mean, possibly you can contact a Mark Zuckerberg, right? I mean, maybe a, a metaverse. There, I think the thing about – we haven't really talked about the metaverse yet. I just want to bring this up um, because we're going to be talking about this much more later. We'll have a full in-depth investigation into this. But what they're doing right now, what Zuckerberg has announced is – he is creating a universe within the universe, right? And it's like it's like a pocket universe that he has created, and he's calling it the metaverse, okay? But don't get it twisted. He's literally creating a new reality within reality. It's like a Russian nesting doll of reality. So people think, oh, it's like a place where you go to meet you know, your friends. What the reality might be is that you are transferring your consciousness into this you know inner reality to escape death to escape persecution to gain power resources i mean i don't know but i think there's a reason why they're creating this reality within our reality that is such key insight Geo, you know, it's it's looking at the the long picture, and this is a, a royal family. This is the crown of of England. Mm-hmm. Uh, their their really their number one goal is just to protect their the future, the 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 reign, their reign. Right? They say, "Long live the queen." They just every they say this it's a spell, spell yeah. every single time they see her. So they want it to go long as long as humanly possible and right now we still just have the crumbs but you know we it's important to try to get ahead of the story so you know it, we don't get anything sprung on us mm. we're ready when something happens so when we're looking up more you know i there's the royal author penny jenner i'm not sure if i pronounced right j-u-n-o-r okay right? it's like junior but there's no i so already i'm suspicious of this person but where did the i go where did, exactly there's a, there's a missing eye there's a missing eye it's like this person has no self right no third eye if there's a missing eye and she doesn't have an eye patch she's missing the third eye right but is closely embedded with the with the royal family uh and you know it, according to to this person whoever they may be mm-hmm it says that we can expect to quote see more of her on video and probably less of her in the flesh. In right? the flesh. In the flesh, specifically. Uh, something she she apparently did this in October. She welcomed new ambassadors to Britain from South Korea and Switzerland via virtual audience. Wow, I mean, I think the truth is is right there on the wall. Um, she's gone meta. She's in the metaverse. Now, the question is, I don't know the rules of the metaverse. Is she the queen of the entire metaverse? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't right? want, I mean, I, obviously we're not, you know, in the metaverse yet. We haven't, you know, gotten our, the back door unlocked for that. But I would say, given the fact that she is royalty and given the fact that, you know, um, you have to respect your elders. I don't think there's another woman that has more status or is older 
than the queen in the metaverse right now. No, I, I mean, and this year, you know, 2022 is supposedly is they'll celebrate her platinum jubilee. Platinum. Platinum, right? Like wow. the metal. And now, and I haven't constructed too many computers. Geo, you're more involved in computers, but you know, I, you might be able to find some platinum in in some computers. One hundred percent, absolutely. There, there is platinum in most computers nowadays. So, I think what what we're seeing here is the transition from the in the flesh version to this online version. And it's almost like if you guys have seen the movie Her, that was obviously um, some type of prequel or like a look into the looking glass where in the future, you know, the queen gets lonely and starts a relationship with Joaquin Phoenix. So I mean, and that and Joaquin Phoenix could be you, dear listener. Right. And I, I, I would hope so. I hope I, I would hope that Joaquin is listening. Because we have a lot, a lot to to teach that guy, but right. I mean, and also the queen asking computer can listen to any of you, uh, you know, girls, guys, X's and Y's. Mm. Yes. Now that now that the queen is officially in the metaverse, um, you can like call her like you call Siri or like you call Alexa. She might not answer because you're you're not knighted. Right, you're not mm. you're not in 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 any way in the succession line, so you're not gonna get her attention. But she will do it if you. I think Sir Paul McCartney has a direct line to her through his Facebook app. Wow. So think of the imp- implications. Like, I mean, I know this took up a lot of time. It was very important because it's it very also important. a security thing. But I I think you know we can we can put a pin in that. That's just something to to give you all a heads up because I think it's something that we all have to be aware of. Obviously you know, once this is proven true, not if, but once this is proven true, there's going to be a lot more to dig into it, uh, especially as more information starts to leak out. And we have to keep our eyes on international royalty. I think that's something, it's a blind spot for Americans that we forget that because America does not have a king or queen, that the rest of the world doesn't have one either. And that's just not the case, that there are kings and queens. And there is a lot of paranormal emotional energy being put into the crown into all of that and so that energy as physics physics physicians know it doesn't go anywhere it it stays where it is and it gets distributed over time other places so this is the queen's gambit right lose your body enter the internet and you can then govern and reign an entirely new universe forever potentially it's it's uncharted territory i mean this is the first time a queen has ever done this and um i don't know if this is the last i don't like like rob said um we will confirm this um with data and science but i mean kind of i'd say take this to the bank um watch your private data if you have any anti-queen memes you know circulating through facebook might be a good time to uh, censor yourself a little bit because you don't know, you know, if the royal guard is going to be knocking on your door virtually now. I mean, or at the very least, clean your cookies. You know, your biscuits. I think is what they call them. Right. 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 So when you're going to that cache, it's not going to work if you do clean your cookies. You have to find your settings. You have to go into those deep settings, 
Include your biscuits. Oh my God. Absolutely. That's how you stay one step ahead of the Royal Guard in MI6. Yes. And you don't want to get involved with MI6 because Rob literally, I mean, he is like, he's one motel room to the next each night. We're going on the run. We've, we've had to do it a few times just because of the nature of our podcast. Um, it's not easy. Uh, it's kind of hard, you know, but um, it's necessary. Um, we're, I'm glad you're doing it. And um, I think it's time we move from the royalty of the, you know, the Brits and we talk about some American royalty because although we don't have a king and queen, we have stars, we have celebrities, and they are our royalty. Um, they act as um, the placeholders for you know the kings and queens and dukes and duchesses and the rooks, the bishops, you know. Exactly, the horses. And we actually have um, – somebody who has been collecting silently collecting rings um in in an attempt to, to be you know hollywood's most a-list celebrity right i mean this is this is a long game um we're talking about a jennifer lopez jennifer lopez i i think has been um a part of the hollywood elite has been hollywood royalty for 30 plus years right uh, about 30 years and through that time she has developed an image and that image has carried her from being a backup dancer to you know her breakout role as selena to then you know mark anthony she marries she's you know in a few movies with him she's with ben affleck she's with alex rodriguez and the story starts to form and the reality sets in that this is a woman with ambition. This is a woman that has a very specific goal. And this goal has led her to, you know, go from relationship and then she they end it. She finds another celebrity. And it's like these celebrities that she's pairing up with, like we've talked about power couples before. She is making like chess style moves when, when it comes to the people she chooses to, to be with. And I, I don't want to say it's not matters of the heart. She could be in love with them. I don't know. But what we do see is that there is a, a pattern where JLo will get engaged, maybe get married and then break up and then maybe get engaged and get married. And this has happened five times. So Jennifer Lopez has kept herself in the public conversation. I think the one thing that a lot of celebrities do, they get married and then they become, I don't want to say obscure, but it's just, you know, celebrity gossip columns, they want to talk about something. And Jennifer Lopez has made herself the subject of, I would say, you know, uh, encyclopedias worth of information, articles written about her, will she, won't she? Right. And that is the same as people saying, God save the queen. Right. That's what, like, that's the connection we're making with the Hollywood royalty is all of that attention is energy. And that energy she is using. Um, so I think she's coming out with a movie in a couple weeks um, called Marry Me. Right. This movie um, stars Owen Wilson. I know Owen Wilson is an indie darling, but he has teamed up with her 
in this movie. And it is literally one of the craziest movies I think I've ever heard. Um, basically, they just get married on the spot. They don't even know each other, right? So that's a ritual that they're performing to strangers. And this, this entire movie is about you know, what happens after the ritual is done. So um, let's talk a little bit about this movie, a little bit about J-Lo. I, um, maybe before we get into Marry Me, we can talk about how she even got started. Rob, I know- There's a lot to unpack. Yeah. So much to unpack here. Um, and it's hard, it was hard to even know how to keep this all together. So this is, this may be a, a long story. It is a long story. And we're going to get through as much as we can. But there's no guarantee that we're going to touch on everything in this one episode. Okay? There's so is, much. There's so much to go into. And, you know, Gio, I don't know about you, but this is, we're heading in, this is our fifth year going into our sixth year. Yes. Just like the energy and talking about JLo has made her more powerful. I think for us, we continue to get more powerful and it take, that means we're taking on more powerful forces as well. So, yes. you know, for all of you listeners, expect deeper dives uh bigger things to come all right uh so today we're we're gonna and as we're getting accredited you know this is it could end up being like a semester style sort of class you know themes are going to pop up again and again so you really are going to have to listen every week you guys start taking notes guys Mm -hmm. uh and so j-lo right she she kind of starts to come to to the scene in in the 90s She's yeah. doing some dancing, uh, you know, in Living Color and some movies here and there. Um, you know, the one one that feels especially cursed is this, this film Jack. Yes. Uh, and and Gio, you you've actually seen Jack. I have I have not. But the more I you hear about it, the more cursed it it really does sound. Jack is a horror movie. Um, directed by and written by Francis Ford Coppola. I think it was his last movie he ever made. So this is the movie that killed him. And Jack stars Robin Williams, uh, Bill Cosby, Fran Drescher, Jennifer Lopez. Okay. And it is about a boy who, like body horror style, just can't stop growing. And he grows at a speed exponentially. And so by the time he is in elementary school he is a grown full adult bodied man with a brain of a five-year-old and so he is basically like a walking golem right he he doesn't know his own strength doesn't know his own body potential and jennifer lopez plays his teacher so she's supposed to be um somebody who is like an understanding caretaker but he is like attracted to her because he's an adult and he has like, you know, adult physiology and she's like a, you know, young, I think when she was in the starring in the movie, she's like 20 something years old. So she's younger than he is physically in the movie and he's playing a five-year-old. So when you say cursed, I mean, the acting that they had to do to get into these roles, the method acting that Robin Williams had to do to start, you know, to act like a five-year-old. I mean, they're channeling some spirits for sure. 
And I mean, this is a movie that killed Francis Ford Coppola. So, I mean, this is the guy that made, you know, gangster movies and all kinds of epics and uh, a movie about, a you know, a body horror kind of story that killed him. So something was going on on the set. And it's, you know, I think very similar. Uh, we always talk about Johnny, you know, and mm. his first film being, um, uh, you know, it's. Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. Wow. I mean, I think Johnny just wiped my mind there for a second with his tricks. Mm -hmm. Uh, You see someone out the gate, you know, really before they're even known, perform the serious sort of magic, uh, the serious sort of like energy transfer. Yeah. to, To take down the godfather, Francis Ford Coppola, uh herself you know like not even marlon brando could break francis ford Coppola, and he tried his hardest yeah and j-lo did she was able to waltz is right in and sucks his soul out right essentially stopped him in his tracks and and literally i mean that was the last film he did he he died so j-lo has a very interesting start like you mentioned she was a backup dancer for in living color um, there are stories about how she was very Machiavellian in her tactics on you know, how to get at the front of the stage in the backup dancing. And you know, she definitely was a self-serving person, which you have to be. Obviously, it's you know, it's a doggy dog world, but you know, she's straight up just eating dogs just for practice, I think, is is was the issue. Was that she was bringing dogs, you know, to to the studio and straight up just eating them in front of you know as an intimidation tactic. So Jennifer Lopez makes her big break, right? Actual like she becomes an international celebrity after she plays uh, Selena in the Selena biopic. Now, I watched this movie when I was a child, um, and I'll tell you something. I didn't know the Selena story, right? I, I had just watched the movie. I was introduced to the movie. And so when she dies, and this is a spoiler for the movie, and I, you know, so enjoy this. When she dies, um, I had no idea. So the emotional like hanging that you have, right? The, the feeling that you have when Selena dies in the movie is given to J-Lo. And I think this was the first time that J-Lo got this type of, like, I would say, like, a, like paranormal attention, you know? That spotlight shined on her, and it, it did something. And I think, Rob, you did some research as to her method acting to get into the role and found some disturbing facts. Right. I mean, this wasn't just, you know kind of like a standard oh i listened to her music and i watched you know videos of her so i can get her mannerisms and she took it a step far further i mean she did speak to the family she got close with the family Mm. okay that's one thing here's a here's a, a direct quote from jennifer lopez she said i soaked up everything i slept in her bed at home what she what? slept in the same bed as Selena. I've never heard of anyone doing that ever before. So she basically 
you know like that's where she goes to sleep yeah so so when the sandman comes adam sandler he's coming to, you know, when adam sandler comes to to whisk you know jlo away yeah to, to dreamland he's doing it from selena's bed that's the same bed that selena would be taken to the dream realm yeah and right? so adam sandler i'm sure is very confused right he takes her to where selena was dreaming and i and i believe there is actually a selena song called dreaming of you so i mean all of that i mean when you really think about privacy and this is the one thing that i i do fear for the metaverse is that one day they will be able to take your dreams right and i believe that there is a, a certain paranormal method a, a ritual that allows somebody to access um the dreams of a ghost and part of that is sleeping in the bed of the deceased so we have early on stories of JLo. admittedly she says it on the record herself she slept in the bed and she soaked up everything what does that mean all the drool on the pillow all the dead skin literally she is taking the essence of selena and soaking it into her own body like kirby and and you know as a reminder too this movie was produced and released and released you know think about about this like release date is after everything's already done this was all accomplished mm -hmm. less than a year after the death of selena uh, the bed's not even cold it's literally like i don't even know if they had time to switch out the sheets this is that is so morbid it's insane right, right? and they're just introducing her it's like hey we're so sorry we you just lost your your daughter here's yeah. j-lo who looks just like her daughter yeah she looks exactly like her um and she's gonna sleep over in your daughter's bed what the hell were they thinking i like okay and that just goes to show how early on JLo is a very ambitious actor. She's taking, you know, very big steps. And like we were saying, like she had a few credits, but this is not an A-lister that's method acting. This is a Z-lister that is getting in contact with the family and sleeping over their house. George Clooney doesn't do that, okay? I mean, he went, he went to medical school to be a doctor, you know, um, for his TV debut. But after that, he swore off of it, right? But Jennifer Lopez is allowed and is able to method act her way, con conjure and somehow channel Selena, and then takes her, you know, her entire look basically, and then becomes a celebrity a year after she's dead. And that starts her on her giant rise to the top. And she starts to even sing and perform as an entertainer, not only an actor. And this, sorry, Gio, I mean, this is ahead. just when you were telling me this before, I, I, I just wanted to tell the audience, you know, this leads us to exhibit B. Hmm. Let's put some quotation marks around that word singer. 
as you found yes. some very, very interesting information around her quote unquote singing career. Okay. So there's one thing that I think any, everybody here should be doing whenever you do any kind of research and it's something that is overlooked by the likes of Neil deGrasse and the likes of, you know, anybody really, Carl Sagan or anybody before who's been a, a scientific investigator and a talking head, you got to Google the, the person or the subject you're looking for, and then you got to tag it ghosts or ghost. And you will find that there, there is so much paranormal evidence that is just overlooked because it's just not researched. It's not on the first page. You got to find it, but it's there. And in fact, it's available for anybody to see Jennifer Lopez accused of having ghost singers. Wow. So when you were saying ghost, you know, singing in quotation marks, you're, you're right because it's not her singing. She has an entire like rogues gallery of performers, people that sound like her, that perform and demo her songs. And then she goes in and does a couple of ad libs and then keeps the entire backing track with the previous vocalists doing the background vocals for her. And this is not a one-time deal, okay? So exhibit A. Um, there is a chorus uh, on Jenny from the Block, right? Um, I used to have a little, now I got a lot, right? Uh, a singer named Natasha Ramos um, went on the record saying that she had made a, a demo version and sent it to Jennifer Lopez. And Jennifer Lopez, all she did was add on a couple of laughs and some ad lib you know, tracks, basically just like did one vocal track over it as like a talking thing and the entire chorus is ramos's vocal okay um and then also j-lo does not sing some of the vocals on a song called um play and ain't it funny and i'm real so the entire chorus of play is actually sung by a singer named Christina Milan. And, and she actually wrote the entire song and is credited only with the background vocal. So J-Lo wrote the song in quotation marks, but actually Christina Milan did. And then on the I'm real thing. So Ashanti goes on the record and says, I demoed the record for her which has done a lot in the music industry and they left my background vocals on there. So all the choruses on I'm real, not Jennifer Lopez. And if you look at the music video, who's lip syncing? It's not Ashanti. It's JLo. I mean, think about this trajectory too. We're talking about, you know, JLo already took the, the spirit and, and soul of one of the most successful and culturally touchstone kind of artists and in selena right mm -hmm. but that wasn't even enough for j-lo all right we're talking about you know this we have the the star closer to us called the sun she's more like alpha centauri right yes she's gig it's it's not enough uh to keep this fire burning so she has to go and she's choosing all these voices from all these different singers 
and making them her own, stealing their essence. And it's this is the thing about Jennifer Lopez is that it is a microcosm of what's happening in the in the large picture, because with her relationships, she will go from relationship to relationship, engagement to engagement. And it the thing about it is, and, you know, no, no shame to anybody that's been married or whatever multiple times, like find love any way you can. But I think the problem that a lot of people have with Jennifer Lopez is that it, everything seems so self-serving. It's always a step up. She's always, you know, like it, it seems like a strategic move more than it feels like a move out of love. And that's the issue that a lot of people have is that it's like the ambition is so big that she's losing some humanity. And in fact, the research that we've done into her, I think has started to show that maybe there was no humanity that, you know, that we should have expected because she's been this way the entire time, you know, like I think Jennifer Lopez, for one thing, has just been a consistent, you know, character. We just, you know, were fooled by the way that she presented herself, right? And that's a spell, the way that she did that. And it's, I would say it's one of the best spells we've ever seen because it's still working today. Very much so. I mean, there's a deeper philosophical questions going on too of like how people are gaining power and what's acceptable. It's almost as if the more cruel a person is deep down, the more they like to step on people, the more we then take that and say, yes, step on me. We mm. love to see it. We, we want to see you rise as high and step us down as low as possible. Uh, there's obviously, there's a lot of, you know, psychology, um, you know, and I know that, you know, through the bending of space and time, people like Carl Jung are also quoting us. So I right. think he's a great example of someone who's built off of our work. Absolutely. You know? uh, so if you're interested in that, like kind of, you know, research, you know, uh, you're, you're all getting accredited now, so you can do research as well. Mm. Uh, we'll tell you some breadcrumbs. There's only so much that we can fit into a single podcast. Exactly. Uh, but to say that, you know, JLo is always what she has said that she is. And I think it's very interesting that now she's releasing this movie, finally getting to today, right. Mary movie, which is really just, she, she has so much power now. She gets to show her entire hand. I mean, and say, look, this is what I'm doing. This movie is about me, like doing something like finding love, marrying someone as a PR stunt. It's exactly, it's like, I think this is the year that we see JLo for what she really is, right? She's taken off the shroud and showing us, yeah, like I've been doing this whole marry me plot for 20 years and they finally made a documentary about it. Mm -hmm. And really that's what this is. And we have Owen Wilson as a stand-in for like a Ben Affleck, right? I mean, they look so much alike. And so we have this now modern day fairy tale about a superstar who marries a commoner 
you know, they have a ritual marriage on the spot, and then they have to figure out if they're meant to be together. And of course, it's a rom-com, so there's going to be some jokes, and there's going to be some, you know, love and romance. All of that is going to build good energy for J-Lo. So then when she eventually does either get married or break up with Ben Affleck and get engaged with somebody else or whatever, it's celebrated again, right? She can ride this cycle once more because now this documentary can now, you know, turn out a part two. Marry Me Part Two comes out in a couple Marry of years. Marry Me Again. Right. A prequel. Did, did we get married? Right? I mean, so this is something where it's smart because before JLo was acting in like a behind the scenes capacity and trying to hide the, you know, uh, that she can't sing, right? She can't sing. I mean, let's just say it. She can't sing. But now we're starting to see that she's taking her story and she's turning it into entertainment, right? And th that could go a lot of ways. Which is very interesting because, like, we were talking before about how she would, how she rose to fame was stealing other people's energy. Mm. She's kind of come full circle where she's so much of a celebrity is that now she's using her own story for the first time. So she's trying to take her own energy to build off of it. And that's a very interesting technique. And it could, like Gio just prefaced, it could, it could go a lot of different ways. And here's the, the real kicker. This movie is coming out a couple days before, or maybe a couple days after Valentine's Day. So um, this is not a good time for movies. Right now, movies that are coming out um, are notorious for just being the worst movies that nobody wanted to watch, nobody wanted to put money into. And in fact, I think this movie has already been pushed back an entire year. This movie was supposed to come out last February. So the writing might be on the wall that this is not a good movie. And that could go uh, against J-Lo, right? Or this could be exactly what she wanted. So like Rob said, you know, this is not a, a finished story. This is a longer story. We have an entire second half that we want to get into um, that's, that goes beyond J-Lo and into the different aspects of some of her relationships and some of the people that she's with now. So, um, TB, you know, TBD, TBC, to be continued. This, this is going to be an ongoing investigation into JLo, into the five rings, into the Olympics. Okay. Uh, think about that timing, everyone. The ghost right. of Marilyn Monroe. Hello. I mean, so this is some juicy stuff. Right. I, obviously, Disney is also lurking in the shadows here, as they always do. Mm -hmm. uh, it really combines a lot of different energies. Like we were saying, this is Alpha Centauri. This is a star that we can see from light years and galaxies away with the right. naked eye. So um, keep that in mind. And it's astrotheology. This is mm -hmm. what Neil deGrasse has been, has been trying to promote. Um, and he's been using us as the, you know, bouncing off position, but we're taking the ball, Neil, we're going to, we're going to take the ball for a little while. We're going to run with it and we're going to see what we can find. And this is what we're uncovering. This is groundbreaking stuff. And honestly, um, if I were you, I would, I would have my 
thumb next to the download button for the next episode. When that comes out, listen to it as soon as you can. Rewind it and listen to it in half speed. Okay, you don't want to you don't want to miss anything. This is going to be huge. So, uh, Rob, I think we've done a pretty good job for today. We've given them a lot to think about. Um, everybody out there, um, do your own research, like Rob said, so that next week when we start dropping some Jungian terms, you're able to follow along. Okay, um, and you won't have to listen in half speed. So, that's an incentive for you. Um, but I would say, you know, thank you, Rob, for all the hard work that you did this week. You know, having the target on your back and then having to research is not easy, right? I mean, it's it's tough working at a Starbucks and you think they're going to poison your coffee. So um, everybody, thank Rob for all the hard work that he's doing, uh, and everybody stay in the scene. Keep your eyes on the screen, and obviously, we need mean research. As well, I just want to keep driving that home. Uh, send your, um, you know, uh, permission slips from your professors for your classes that we're taking. We'll sign them so you can get your, your course credit. Hmm. We want to make sure that's going through. We do everything above board here, obviously. And we like to help out the community as well. So, you know, just fire that out to us. Uh, Ghost in the scene at gmail.com. We can do it digitally. We have uh, ghost-proof servers, so don't worry mm. about that. Uh, shout out to the IRA, who's been help, helping me move around and deal shout with the out. whole uh, royal situation of it all. And, you know, we, I think it just shows, like, as a community, we're going to be bigger and badder than ever. And, you know, it is about embracing the paranormal, not being afraid of it. And we're all going to come out better because of that. Absolutely. Right. So until next time, guys, God save the queen. Keep your eyes on the screen.